used to want it and get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. It's unfair. They never get anything. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Is it actually the weekend? Live from Studio C. We can sleepwalk our way through one more workday. Yes, it is, senor. Dimly lit room, deeper than the blah, 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 blah. And today, under the tutelage of our general manager. Co-general managers today, Jack. Number one, Space Force. The new branch <laughs> of the service, allegedly. We'll be talking about that. Plus, honorary, honorary general manager, Little D. Delaney May, my daughter, going back uh, to school after a uh, an all-too-brief visit. Fantastic to see her. So proud of you, babe. Happy travels. Nose, nose back to the grindstone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing our thing at the learning place, as we call it. It's oh. P-L-A-Z-E. The learning place? The learning place. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, in our opening clip, guess who's probably running for president. Oh, my God. Wait for our opening clip. It's so exciting. So stay tuned for that. I'm That'll... teetering between excitement and horror. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody on the squad. Nobody here, as far as I know, running for president. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, wearing the same color T-shirt as me. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm good. I had four days in me, guys. This morning, it, it was tough for me to wake up. It was just... It's good to know most, that at the outset, I Michael. No, yeah. I, I will pull it together. Yeah. Um, but you Being know, honest just, with yourself is important. No, the, I just... doing the, I was telling Sean when I got here, I said, the most basic things... This morning were tough for me, like putting the shoes on. You know, I put on the wrong foot, and it's just like, you know, I, I shouldn't Whoa. go to work with them on the wrong feet, but I'm too tired to switch them, so maybe I'll just do it, you know. Wow. You know, wow. <laughs> it's interesting, you know, the the, the, the ebbs and flows of life. Um, but I remember when... Uh, I'm ebbing, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to ebb. I ebbed for a long time. Oh, boy. Ebbing is awesome. But I remember when I used to get to Friday, and I think, oh, my God, it's Friday morning. Here we go. Her. And now, honest to God, I wake up and I think it's Friday morning. Oh, geez, the week's over. Can I handle this weekend? Do I have the energy oh, boy. to do my life on the weekend? Oh, I'm boy. not sure I do. I got to strap her on. Oof. I don't know if I can do it. Oh, uh, how, are you, how are your loins? <laughs> not girded. girded. They oh, need no. to be girded. Oh, no. Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Fresh off a summer blockbuster viewing of The Meg. Uh, the That's movie. the giant shark movie? Yes, yes, the giant shark movie. It giant is Giant hardly even describes it. It's like an office building. Yes, with teeth. Yes. Uh, and uh, it is It is like Jaws on caffeine pills. No, an, Jaws on energy drink. That's what it is. 
It is ridiculous. It's absurd. It was a lot of fun. It's not good, but it's a fun movie. <laughs> right? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's Jason Statham versus a giant shark in some sort of underwater laboratory. So and it's, uh, yeah. It's, is it's it nice. like Sharknado where they're trying to be kind of goofy? I mean, they're not. They're, they, they certainly dip their toes in knowing how absurd yeah. this is. So they weren't trying to be Jaws, a serious no. movie, and failed. They were no. trying to be. It, it, it is very okay. much an exercise. It succeeded in what it was trying to be. <laughs> there you go. Which well, is shut up, enjoyable. <laughs> was your was your uh, prediction accurate? Did Jason Statham punch the shark in the face? Metaphorically, yes. All right, and I guess <laughs> that's good enough. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing well. I've got a blind date at the casino tomorrow yes, night. You'll recall. Good for you. Blind date? You've never seen this woman? No, no. Huh. And not, how did you get together again? A friend of mine, a mutual uh, introduction, cool. uh, you know, a phone exciting. call or two. How, how are you going to recognize each other in the casino? Well, see, that's what I've been pondering. I thought I would wear something distinctive, and I'm almost settled Full on Indian a... headdress. No, I was no? thinking I was thinking about a bolo tie. A fedora yeah, with a press pass thing, like in those old-timey movies. I have one of those, thanks to <laughs> I Joe <know>. Getty. That's <laughs> right. Maybe I'll wear that. You can yeah. hold a giant sign above your head. I'm Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss me. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, meanwhile, I have figured out how I'm going to handle the question, well, since you invited her to a casino, are you going to cover your date's gambling debts? I will post my uh, termination on the uh, website. On the Armstrong and Getty website. Oh, later. you're going to blog about it? Yeah. Oh, nice. oh yeah. You've, you've weighed the ethics involved? Yes, okay. I have. The it's, etiquette involved. It seems to me you have to. I mean, if your date is at a gambling establishment. Yeah, and if this person is not uh, really that familiar with gambling or anything, I mean, uh-huh. it can't cost that much. Maybe the price what of What you want her to be familiar with is yes. drinking. <laughs> That's what you want to be yeah. familiar with. Wow. Yes. Wow. Hey. How about conversation? Hey, <laughs> like hey. Hashtag WTF over here. What are you 2018 now. Oh, yeah. No. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. Uh, He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, August 10th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218 Armstrong and getting we approve of this program. All right. We're underway now, officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. I'm worried about the Democratic Party nominating somebody that cannot be competitive against and beat Donald Trump in 2020. And that is the number one question that the party has to ask is, can this nominee, potential nominee, beat Donald Trump? Yes! That is Mr. Avenatti, Stormy Daniels' porn producer who is in Iowa and says he is exploring a run for president in 2020. Oh, that's great. And, and you I know... naughty for Avenatti. And, and he understands the world we now live in, and he's good at doing what he does, and why not him? If George Washington was ever going to rise out of the grave and haunt us, now, George, now. Can you imagine him and Trump running against each other? Wow. Picturing a vengeful ghost, George. Vengeful. Yes. So more on that coming up. What are the headlines, Marshall? Well, we got thousands of evacuations ordered as another California wildfire explodes. Twi- Trump has launched a Twitter storm against the NFL as Donald their Trump, and- the guy from The Apprentice, indeed. As this, this morning, he's launched the Twitter yes. storm. Okay, yeah, I haven't their, heard these. In. As their anthem protests roar back, you've got uh, no DMV lines for public servants and Kanye and Kimmel highlights coming up minutes from now. Awesome. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. A lot of reaction to the uh, Lara Logan long-form podcast. Okay. Hope you all are checking that out. Not now. You don't want to do it now. Oh, no. No, no. Now would not be the right time. We don't make any money off the podcast, and this is how I pay my rent. 
Exactly. That's how I buy my biscuits and gravy, doing this thing. Uh, so we got, do we have clips of the week coming up next? Oh, how golly. exciting is that? Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Best segment opening ever. Well, I was going to try to... What the hell's the difference? I was going to try to pretend that it's great that Marshall has Trump's latest tweets in his news, but I can't pretend that I'm excited about that. Regardless of the topic, I just can't pretend that I am. So, even if I agree with him, I just agree with him, disagree. I I just don't know that I can... Work up and give a damn. <laughs> well, and they're they're of a, th- a, a theme with one of the other major stories of the day. That okay. being the big, uh, the, the not big, unite the right thing in D.C., which would seriously be a gnat's fart were it not for all the news media going 24-7 howling about it to make sure everybody knows about it because it's conflict and it could get violent. So we need to talk about it. But if you ignored it, I mean, it's seriously, there are five times as many people at any given Little League World Series game as will probably be showing up. I see it's on the front. But it's the biggest story in America. It's on the front page of the USA Today. That's the the racists get together, nationals and white nationalists and neo-Nazis. The nationals are a Major League Baseball team. (laughs) White nationalists and (laughs) neo-Nazis. Neither one of which are baseball teams. The Nationals' uh, racial views are as yet undetermined. Got some chick here, 21-year-old neo-Nazi who's the leader of something. God, how'd she go wrong? (laughs) Mailbag coming up in a moment or two, Michael. Look at that look he gives me. Are you you giving me a hard look? Is that a hard look? You know what we do in my hood? I'm too tired. We ignore it like a gentleman. Uh, Let's take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I am providing a great service by explaining this to the American people. Most people know as much about their local DA as they know about their local cheesecake factory manager. (laughs) Chances are you don't know who they are, and if you do, it's probably because something truly terrible has happened. The fake, fake, disgusting news. I don't want to see him kissing goblins, having political succubus with goblins. They're buying armored vehicles and billions of rounds of ammo and, and have TV shows badmouthing the founding fathers. I am asking for world peace. Nothing less. We do not shadow ban according to political ideology or viewpoint or content. <laughs> so 
Dines D'Souza's got a new movie out. It got the rarely seen 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Uh, it's not easy to do. Wow. We'll have to talk about that later. In uh, which he... Uh, Couldn't find anybody who liked it. Compares Trump to Lincoln, compares Trump to Hitler. There's all kinds of stuff in that that sounds pretty interesting. That's completely mystifying. It is. It looks mystifying. Mailbag. Only thing to do is to move on. Uh, Charlie, Laura Logan podcast. That was the best interview I've heard in a long time, Jack and Joe. Well done. Michelle, bravo. Excellent job. Fantastic. Laura Logan explained the Middle East in such an understandable and informative way. Loved it. Well, can't wait for more. The, the talent is really in our producer getting a hold of her and hooking up the phone line because all you got to do is say, tell us about Afghanistan, let her talk for an hour, and you will have a great hour. I disagree. I'll explain in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. Talk about punching above one's weight. You guys should do one with her every week. And then uh, uh, Jay goes into detail on what he really liked and how the intimidating forces of political correctness are causing serious problems in Europe, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, we get into some pretty controversial stuff with Ms. Logan. Uh, and I think you'll really enjoy the podcast, available uh, where podcasts are available. How could it uh-huh. possibly be controversial when it's the most important thing that's going on in Western civilization? Ideology blinds logic. All the time. Always has. Laura Logan rocks! As always, your show rocks, too! That was fantastic! That's Ray. Thanks, Ray. Hey, Ray. You rock. Yeah! yeah. Thanks, Sean. Uh, I've been listening to 20 years. These extended interviews are pure brilliance. It is my belief, Jack, that we are the new Charlie Rose. Without the whole, hey, you want to look at my penis dynamic. <laughs> So, you know, the good and not the yeah, No elaborate the other. reflecting maze of mirrors to see your showering quarters. Why don't you uh, wait for me on the uh, back patio and I'll be out in a moment. No, no, a little to your left. Little to your, yeah, wait there for me while I shower. Oh, my God, what a perv. Uh, gentlemen, you hit three grand slams at bat once. Awesome interview questions. Laura's more beautiful on the inside than the outside. That says a lot about her knowledge. Being the outside is an easy nine plus. All right, Dave. All right. Let's so that leave was just the, a you think Laura Logan's hot. Let's yeah, so does everybody this. else. Yeah, come what on. What the hell is that? It was about intellect, all right? Dave, grow up. Droogs, writes Eric. I appreciate the use of that term. Um, in the last decade or so, I spent a significant amount of time receiving and giving briefings in the U.S. intelligence community. In my memory, I do not recall a presentation as well articulated or professional as the information I received from your interview with Laura Logan. Well done. Much appreciated. That, now, that's that's some high praise. Thank you very much for that, sir. And then, uh, finally, uh, well, this one's kind of, uh, well, uh, Josh in Kentucky agrees. We already have a national show. And he quotes Second uh, Samuel, uh, chapter 23, verses 6 through 7. I don't have it memorized. Well, it's on the topic of um, the parents who desire to see their children grow up to be suicide bombers. Oof. And dealing with that civilization, how best to deal with it, etc. And he quotes the good book. The Bible! That's right, Mr. President. That's right, sir. <laughs> Better but, than even art of the deal. Wow. I praise. But evil men are all to be cast aside like thorns, which are not gathered with the hand. Whoever touches thorns uses a tool of iron or a shaft of a spear. They are burned up where they lie. Mmm. 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 
Um, so if we were going to be the next Charlie Rose, we got to be all over the place and stuff we interview, which I would love to do. Like, oh yeah, one of the, one of the many things I miss about Charlie Rose not being on the air is I don't see a a forty minute interview with no commercials with John Mellencamp on his new album, for instance, or something like that. I loved that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would do that for a living in a minute. Yeah. I'd love to do that. We need to interview. How do you, somebody... how do you apply for that gig? <laughs> I want it. We need to interview somebody that's non. You know. <clears throat> It's not fluff, but it's not, I don't know what you call that. Well, no, no, I, I understand what you're talking Yeah, yeah, the arts uh, make life worth living, but non-hardcore geopolitics. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Although, you know, I'm comfortable in that space mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I'm also comfortable saying in that space, mm-hmm. which is something. Uh, here's your dystopian <laughs> quote of the day. Dystopian quote of the day from uh, Ian and Tijuana. We already have a Both Sides of the Border show. Uh, guys, I'm rereading uh, Atlas Shrugged. Better um, you than me. Yeah. Uh, and and there's a quote. It sounds eerily like that syphilitic old fool Jerry Brown. Uh, that's, you know, uh, the broadcast reports have suggested that the governor of California is in the late stages of syphilis. Uh, I, I have heard that broadcast, but only by you. Hmm. So you think you're sure of your opinions. You cannot be sure of anything. Are you going to endanger the harmony of your community, your fellowship with your neighbors, your standing, your reputation, your good name and financial security for the sake of an illusion? For the sake of a mirage of thinking what you think, uh, nobody is right or ever can be. You feel the world around you is wrong. You have no means to know it. Everything is wrong in human eyes. So why fight it? Don't argue. Accept. Adjust yourself. Obey. I can just hear JB lashing us about how global warming is scientific fact, and we're ignorant if we don't agree or want a lawn or disagree with how to deal with it. Hello. Anyway, Owen, too. And then Ian <laughs> says, don't forget the hello. Yeah. From... Yeah. And and actually, this is interesting to me, partly because I'm incredibly picky. I was born this way, but, you know, Vin Scully clearly says, hello, anyway, Owen, too. But about half the people have changed it to anyways. And when did anyway become anyways? About mm-hmm. half the population says that now. I just think it's interesting how language evolves. Yep. Um, let's see. Moving so I'm along. looking up at the TV. They had some guy in a hospital bed with one of those things around his neck and lacerations on him because he had some sort of wreck on a scooter in some city. Oh, the halo thing, the yeah, the spine thingy, majigger, and, yeah. and and showing his injuries and what. So what? What is the point of that? Oh, you could get hurt on one of those. That didn't occur to anyone. It's the infantilization it, it, it of America. Really is. Yeah. Really is. Yeah. Yeah. You just, anyway, Owen oh, too. You right. jump. You jump, Hello. You jump on that thing and ride around. You could fall off and get hurt. If you're worried about that, don't ride it. Right. How about that's the end of the screed on that. I don't know. I got plenty more screeding to do. It's just it's the infantilization of America, and it starts in childhood, where we're so coddling and, and veal calfing our kids that they figure anything they're allowed to do is perfectly safe, and everything they're not allowed to do is not safe, and that is the dividing line. As opposed to letting people experiment, make sta- mistakes, get banged around, get a bloody lip, a, uh, you know, a bloody knee, a broken arm, whatever, and you learn and you get tough and you understand, I'm the captain of my ship. That's a fundamental change in the society. Yeah, I'd say. Um, he is like a little baby. That's, yeah, that's what I was driving at. <laughs> so, Marshall has got his news coming up, a bunch of tweets from Trump. Are we going to play the, the slow-paced Randy Quaid again? Or? Oh, boy. Oh, if, if we want to give the listeners a treat, we will. <laughs> So we've got all that on the way. And he's on the NFL, among other things. Oh, yeah. And how. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Avenatti, Stormy Daniels lawyer slash porn producer. Promoter, really. I mean, promoter. I'm sorry, not producer. A producer. He has to assemble the the icky icky crew no. and the icky icky set and the icky icky microphones. And I'm and sorry, I meant promoter. Uh, was in Iowa at some event you go to if you're running for president, and he said out loud, "Which so this isn't one of those is he isn't he? Right. Rumors have it he's I exploring. Have no explore- plans to run for the presidency. He said I'm exploring a run for the presidency of the United States, and I came to Iowa to listen to people to learn about their problems. Um, is he the least bit serious? Pre-Trump, I'd have thought, well, this is an obvious uh, uh, attempt to get his name out there and, right. uh, and get a show and a book and everything, which lots of Al Sharpton, lots of people have done. Sure. With no intention of running. Maybe even Donald Trump to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But in the modern world, why not him? Running? Or yeah. for president? Running for president. Uh, okay, running. Yes, why not? Indeed. Why not? <laughs> All the Constitution says is he's got to be 35 years old and a natural-born citizen. The Good luck, Mr. Avenatti. Obvious like, policies and stuff aside, I think that he, of the names floated by the Democrats, I think he has the best chance of standing on stage with Donald Trump and not getting bulldozed right. by him yeah. in that sort he, of scenario. Yeah. He would be good at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that oh, might boy. be the new game, yeah. running for president. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, George Washington, rise from the grave and then humble us with your mighty presence. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. On the fire lines, there's now an aid death in Northern California's massive car fire. A heavy equipment operator killed in a crash while fighting that fire near Redding yesterday. Meanwhile, you got Governor Brown declaring a state of emergency for Orange and Riverside counties last night as the Holy Fire spreads across the Cleveland National Forest. Got evacuation orders up for more than 20,000 people. One homeowner in the Lake Elsinore area talking about what she saw when she was forced to leave her home behind. Scary. I mean, it's like doomsday almost. That's what it reminds me of. 17 major fires burning in California, along with a number of wildfires still blazing away in southern Oregon. Then these fires will end, and it'll be out of the news, and these, all these people with their businesses and their yep. homes and everything like that, that, that's when the real story begins for them. Now what do I do? I can't even imagine. One of our beloved listeners was posting to the Armstrong and Getty listeners Facebook page last night that their house was burnt to the oh. foundation. And, and you know, thank God they're okay. And they, they found one or two treasured possessions, which was very touching. But how, when, and with whom do you get your house rebuilt when the entire region is in cinders. How long will that take? I I can't even imagine. How long does it take to get money out of the various insurance companies? Right, and and all the scammers, all the criminals now flocking to those areas, uh, fake contractors trying to rip people off. I just feel for you folks. It's awful. And then do you rebuild a house on that spot where surrounded by nothing? Or is everybody else going to rebuild? Are we going to rebuild this neighborhood? Are we all starting? I don't even know how that works. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I could see a, a real... A real deep pleasure in watching it spring back to life over time. But it would take a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it could take a really long time. President Trump is again ripping NFL players who protest during the playing of the national anthem. More than a dozen players melt or raise their fists before last night's preseason games. Protesting police brutality. A dozen out of the entire league? Yes. Protesting police brutality and oppression of minorities. Trump tweeting this morning, quote, 
the NFL players are at it again, taking a knee when they should be standing proudly for the national anthem. Numerous players from different teams wanted to show their outrage at something that most of them are unable to define. They make a fortune doing what they love. Be happy, be cool. A football game that fans are paying so much money to watch and enjoy is no place to protest. Most of that money goes to the players anyway. Find another way to protest. Stand proudly for your national anthem or be suspended without pay! Exclamation point. I haven't broken down the exact percentages, but I agree with a substantial part of that and think a substantial part of it should never ever be spoken by a president of the United States and it's just b- bizarre illogic. Just, 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 just get a trade deal with China, all right? Let talk radio argue about football players <laughs> standing up or not standing up. As California's drivers face long lines and incredible wait times at Department of Motor Vehicle offices around the state, these days it turns out that state lawmakers and Capitol staffers have access to a secret DMV office that is not open to the public. Really? Really? Wow. You talk about an elite governing class. Holy cow. You work for them, suckers. Learn that. Accept it. Wow. That is something. They recently discovered office located inside the legislative office building has no markings in the door. And as the Sacramento Bee reports, inside you'll find the unlisted branch where elected officials can register their cars, renew their driver's licenses, or apply for the new federally mandated Real ID card that has been driving up wait times at DMV field offices around the state. And they never have to rub elbows with you scum, the working people. Or have because the slightest idea how it all works for us. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to get there eventually. But no, they, they, they are too important. What they do for you is far more important than what you do in your life. And never mind, as Jack points out, understanding what it is you, the pathetic voters, are complaining about when you talk about the the, the horrors of the DMV. Right. My I, guess is none of those people uh, failed the DMV vision test either. Yeah, well. You know, the eye chart. Sure. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. They just, they get the license. Sure. Yeah, so the uh, office serves current and retired members of the legislature and Congress, along with current legislative staffers. Nice. It is there for them. One last note, Kanye West, not afraid to speak his mind on anything. He had a lengthy appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live last night, touched on a number of topics, including politics. Everyone around me tried to pick my candidate for me. Mm-hmm. And then told me every time I said I like Trump that I couldn't say it out loud or... My career would be over. I'd get kicked out of the black community. Kanye going on to say, You can't bully me. Liberals can't bully me. News can't bully me. The hip-hop community, they can't bully me. Because at that point, if I'm afraid to be me, I'm no longer yay. That's what makes yay. And I actually quite, I quite enjoy when people uh, actually are mad at me about certain things. I've noticed that. A little bit of Kanye West. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. What an interesting, complicated person he is. I heard a rumor Squawky the Eagle is going to guest on his next uh, track. All right. Guest vocal. Yeah. Lay down some squawks. Kanye <laughs> featuring Squawky. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Squawky. Are we all harmless?
harmless torturers now from the New York Times about the way we treat each other in the modern world. Particularly harmless on, torturers. Per, what an interesting phrase. Particularly on social media. Among other things that we'll talk about coming up. Is there more president tweets? We got Randy Quaid reading some tweets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. We'll give you a little bit of that. Oh, hey, and more information from people who really, really know what's going on with the wildfires in the West. Why they're more and more intense, et cetera, et cetera, the nature of fighting them, um, as opposed to politicians who make crap up to manipulate you. These are people who know what they're talking about. Yeah, my wife who's following it really closely because everything she knew as a young person is all burning up, um, said that Facebook has just turned all political. Just all political on it's the Republicans that are causing this and that sort of stuff. And then it gets into Trump and wow. Right in the while the fires are still burning. Wow. In the area. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. In, uh, in government who said, yeah, we've had that uh, private DMV for those of us in government for 35 years. We discovered it and thought, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, so, special treatment. I wonder how many states and counties around the country have these private DMVs for the people in government, and that would explain why the DMV experience is so awful for the rest of us, because none of the people that have the power to change it interact with it. Mm-hmm. If this has been around for 35 years, there are people that have been... You know, been driving all that time and have never had to have the DMV experience. Right. Right. They have no idea what we're talking about. Of course it hasn't, doesn't get better. That's incredible. And just to save people the trouble of writing more emails, yes, we know there are quite a few things you can do at the AAA if you're a member. And yes, we know you can make appointments at the DMV, but you can't always make appointments, and you can't always make them soon enough. Mm. So please drop your sanctimonious no. tone. I've had Thank a, you very much. I've had a number of things in recent years you had to go into the DMV for, and you couldn't make an appointment. Yeah. Um, just you couldn't get an appointment. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Oh. oh, speaking of sanctimonious tones, the uh, concept of the harmless torturer mm. coming up. I think you may find it uh, thought-provoking. So, uh, this person will remain uh, nameless. but uh, She have no name, she girl. Speaking, Borat, of um, the government, this is a person who works or, or who is familiar with the functions of the State Assembly of Corruptifornia. Uh, specifically some of the offices in downtown Sacramento, the capital of the state, next to the Capitol building where an assembly worker got stabbed by a homeless man. And a number of the people who work in that area and in that world got a letter from the uh, powers that be about safety. And this person finds the letter to be highly disingenuous. The letter mentioning that violent incidents are uncommon. But this person's office alone has seen four employees attacked by homeless people, including one of the co-workers getting kicked in the face just in the past few months. Wow. Park around the Capitol building is littered with needles, the dreaded fecal matter, FM. 
and all matters a manner of garbage, waste left behind by the massive homeless population that resides there. Uh, so do you guys think the city or state will do anything to address the homeless issue or wuss out as usual? Well, you know, I think that was an, uh, uh, a rhetorical question. And, and part of it to me is this this interesting idea from, uh, I don't know, the unicorn riders or the compassionate or whatever, that you're not supposed to be judging these people. Why are you afraid of these people? They're down on their luck. You're prejudging them or whatever. Right. Right. I mean, well, sometimes they turn out to be really dangerous. And like the guy that walked up to my family, he had the crazy eyes. And you know what? My animal instincts that thought this guy is dangerous turned out to be right. Listen because, to them. Because his past was very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you if you look at somebody and your brain is telling you this person might be dangerous, there's a decent chance they are. Listen to this. What motivates somebody to write this sentence? While violent incidents like this are uncommon. There have been four in the last few months. Now, I want everybody to picture where they work. And picture that once a month, maybe once every three weeks, someone you work with is accosted violently. I know a guy who got... On an ongoing basis. Do you consider that uncommon? Well, right. I know a guy who worked at a radio station got his car stolen 20-some years ago, people still talk about it because Mm. it's so uncommon to have any sort of crime happen where you work. Right. 20-some years. The idea that people get attacked monthly, what, are you kidding? Yeah. You wouldn't work there. Violent incidents like this are uncommon. In the real world, you wouldn't work there. If somebody at your workplace got violently attacked every month, you'd get a different job. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it was funny. I was listening to an interview today on another broadcast outlet. Turns out there are other ones. Huh. I wonder why. Anyway. What are they talking about? It, it was somebody who I primarily agree with. Arguing with somebody I, for the most part, disagree with. But the person I mostly agree with was completely incapable of hearing the other person's argument. To the point that. Any opportunity to reason with them, talk them out of their point of view, to help the audience understand, to advance the discussion was completely lost. Completely lost. And this person who I disagree with was making perfectly valid points that really ought to be dealt with if this issue is ever going to be unknotted. And I don't want to get to what the issue was because it would be a distraction. But it was really frustrating for me to listen to this person Resort to emotional or personal arguments every time she was confronted with a logical argument in favor of something I actually disagree with. And I'm telling you, with the with the bum problem, with the homeless problem, there's a tremendous amount of that. There's this growing energy of, among common people who are, uh, even if you're not being stabbed and slashed as this one poor person was, or kicked in the face or whatever, or accosted as Jack and his family were, or or whatever... You're having to deal with the filth and the fear and the being denied the pleasures of the society that you pay taxes to support, et cetera, et cetera. And there's more and more people like that making more and more legitimate arguments. Hey, something needs to be done and being greeted with illogical, emotional arguments about I'm not hearing a lot of compassion here. And I'm telling you, you people on the I don't hear a lot of compassion here side of the argument. You best engage people's honest concerns, or it's going to go kerblooey in a way you don't like at all. So, anyway, that's the end of my lecture, because nobody will pay attention to it, and it's going to go kerblooey. You're prejudging people based on the way they look. That's precisely what I'm doing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) 
that's that's the way I'm designed as yeah. an animal. Yeah. I'm designed to see danger, anticipate it, and avoid it. That's millions of years of of evolution. Or, or divine intervention, depending on which way you swing. But either way, it's undeniable, as I've said many times. Any safety class for women, they will say, listen to your instincts. Do not overcome your instincts with, well, I shouldn't be a racist, or I shouldn't be judgmental against homeless people, or I, I shouldn't be anything. Listen to your instincts. Every safety class will tell you the same thing. Uh, yeah, we were talking to some uh, business owners the other day, and um, I didn't want to say anything, but I don't go to their business near as often as I used to, because for whatever reason, there's a, uh, a, a, a it's become a place for the homeless people to hang out in front of the door. Mm. I'm not walking through that to get into their place. Wow. I'm just not. Sucks for them. Yeah. Sucks for them. And I know a lot of these businesses are trying to do something about that because they know there are customers that don't win. Sure. Hell not walking in there with my kid walking through that. I'm sorry. Not going to buy stuff from you. Yeah. That's got to really suck if you're trying to run a business. Well, I know yeah. it does. I got a couple and, of business owner friends who go to city council meetings trying to get that changed all the time. And you're countered and or overwhelmed by a bunch of 20-year-old college sophomores right? who go up there and snap their fingers and make impassioned speeches using the verbiage they just learned in their social class, and nothing gets done. Uh, social media is mean. I don't know if you've heard about that. What does that mean about our society? I don't know. Have you, have you encountered this on social media, the meanness? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. It fits into some of the fire talk you're going to get into, too. As my wife says, it's turned really political, the discussion of the fires, even in the areas where the fires are burning right now. Wow. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.